Welcome to Intuition, Your First Sense. This is the Vicki Baird. <laughs> this is the Vicki Baird. No, this is Vicki Baird. I have no the in front of my name. I am the official Vicki Baird, at least for this podcast. So thank you for joining. As you can tell, I don't edit. Um, the episode this week is going to be a continuation of the Intuition 101 series. And I'm grateful that people are enjoying it. The feedback has been fun and some great ideas coming in. So that'll be future episodes that I'll record at some point and get them out to you. And I'm grateful that you're excited about this and, and that I'm providing what you're looking for. Because honestly, sometimes it's really tough to have a podcast. I don't know if other podcasts, people have talked about this and to think about the subject matter or what you want to bring out there because often we're talking about the field that we've been in for so long and it's hard to come up with what I consider to be great topics. That's why I take so much from my interactions with my clients. I'm so grateful for that. Uh, because it is something that I do so naturally now that it's hard to remember or even identify what would be the most exciting for people to learn. So thank you ever so much for your feedback and for sharing the ideas. This episode, we are going to talk about the ways that you can help to protect your energy field, and I'll talk a little bit about what I mean by that, create some healthy boundaries and to also increase how your own frequency works and to have it be more efficient. So stick around, won't you? Did you know that most people work with me as a coach because they want to move forward in their professional lives? And then they realize once we start working together that it's a whole person approach and I am going to help them move through their blocks, their fears, some of the trauma they've experienced and to create a much more aligned life. So many times I hear, this is not what I thought I was signing up for. And that's such wonderful feedback to have because if you're signing up and working with a coach and everybody does it the same, are you really being seen as an individual? At Vicki Baird Coaching, I do it all as an individual and I would love to work with you. Go to vickibaird.com to check it out and see if you'd like to work with me. Thank you for sticking around. I appreciate it. So boundaries, it's a catchphrase. It's a good idea. Um, it's important that we have them and it's important that we be able to recognize them in others so that we can respect and we can also not tread on them. When I talk about protecting the energy field, it might be slightly different than what if you've read up on energy protection. I really believe that if we are going about protecting our energy field, it's likely to draw into us that which we are thinking we need protection from. And I used to do that. I absolutely used to do that with the intention of keeping out the uck. And then I thought about it and I'm like, that makes no sense. If I know that we are powerful, attracting beings, 
why would I go about it in a way that says, keep that away from me? I would much rather say, bring that to me, which is supportive and of the light. And it did change. It did, once I realized that was a little bit of an aha moment, it did shift how I felt. I didn't feel as burdened by other people's energy. So for instance, if somebody says, well, I do my, my white light of protection every morning, I will ask them, what is their belief behind that? What is their intention? How are they looking at protection? Because sometimes we use words and, and the feeling behind it is extremely neutral and that would be fine. But if there's anything like, well, I want to keep out the riffraff, I want to do this, I want to do that. Then I suggest that we look at the in a different context. So I would look at how can you best create an energy field that is so supported, that is so vibrationally clean, that it doesn't attract any of the riffraff in, but because you're seeking to be in a space and you and you're achieving it, not just wishing for it, a place of um, peace and contentedness and excitement about life and that the way that I go about that is I ask Archangel Michael because if you're going to ask go to the top and I will say please surround me with white light on the days where the energy is particularly bouncy or challenging I will ask for gold light to surround me and then I say thank you very much and the way that I look at this is the more I am conscious of the fact that one, I have an energy field and two, it's my responsibility to make sure that it's solid and cleaned up and, and radiating, you know, light from within it, the higher my frequency is going to go and the easier it's going to be to deflect, if you will, the, the junk that's going to try to get in. And that m might be through other people's actions, through social media, through news, through relationships, however it's trying to get in. It's almost like my energy field <laughs> says, uh, no, no, need not apply. And I don't even become aware of it. So many times people have said, well, did you see this? Did you see that? And I'm like, no. Because it wasn't in, it wasn't on my screen. It wasn't on my radar. And that is because my energy field, everything gets to your energy field before it gets to your physical self. So if something's going on with your physical self, it's important to look to the energy field and see if there's an issue there. But it's also important to look at where is your energy field. So your aura or your field surrounds you and it's the eternal part of you. It's got a lot of its own bodies within it, the mental body, the emotional body, the etheric body. It's got, think of yourself as <laughs> this cute little gobstopper. And you have all these frequencies. And this energy field is kind of like a cat's whiskers. The cat, the whiskers on a cat, when they're walking around in the dark, will tell them if they're about to bump into something. And it'll give them feedback to, 
you know, this tunnel is very closed in or you can't fit there, buddy. If your whiskers can't fit, your butt's not fitting. That's a lot like your energy field is. I'm trying not to laugh right now because I have never thought of describing it that way. But that was the picture that was coming to my head of this cat that had a rather rotund behind. And it wasn't able, the whiskers didn't go, so it knew to turn around and come back out because it wasn't going to fit. Um, and I just love that there's so much humor in this intuitive energy stuff. So the, the idea that you have a field, it's important to be able to recognize where it is, like at, where is, what's the circumference? Where is your energy reaching out to? Because believe it or not, your energy can travel across the globe. It can go out into many, many light years away. So it's, it takes a little bit of practice to be able to discern where it is because sometimes it went wandering on its own. Say you had a loved one that was in across the country and you're worrying about your loved one, well, the energy field will go there. It goes almost like a check-in method. And sometimes when I'm working with people and I'm looking at them, I'm like, where the heck does their energy field end? I can't see an end to it. And then the first thing we have to do is get it in their room because if it's wandering all over the place, any work we do is just going to be lost. Um, some people, once they work with me a couple times, will know before a session to get that energy field pulled in so that we can do the best work in the hour we have together. So this is the same for all of us wandering around. The way that you would do that is here comes the sit quietly thing. I do feel like you have to sit quietly for this one because think about it. If you're trying to assess where your energy field is and you're out on a walk, is the energy field going to stay in one place? It's not. It's going to be walking. So I do feel like this is one of those practices that requires your butt be planted and perhaps a grounding meditation beforehand and doing the... Um, the connection with your energy field. I have a download on my uh, website for this. It's like $1.99 that can help you feel out your energy field if you are interested, uh, vickybaird.com. So the idea and the practice of honing and figuring out where your energy field is will also bring focus. So when people are really um, distracted or they can't, they're like, geez, I just can't get my head to work. Well, the first thing I ask is how much water have you had? Have you had any protein? Because we are physical beings. We do need to replenish. Um, but then I'll check where their field is. You know, do I, do I need to help them bring it in? And one of the visions that I use is those space saver bags, you know, the ones you can get for your blankets and, and the extra pillows and all that kind of stuff. I just did this a couple weeks ago, literally, and cleaned up. Oh, just made so much space because you suck the air out of them and they become these little bricks and then they take up a third of the space. It's amazing. So anyway, years ago I was doing that 
And they're great for camping too, because you can roll them out and traveling, um, because you could just make, you can take smaller luggage uh, when we're allowed to travel again. So this process of sucking the air out of the bag is similar, a similar practice that you can use to bring your energy field in, to bring it in close to you. And this does take uh, a couple tries, even maybe a dozen or so before you become aware. I would suggest the next time you feel out of body or distracted that you just look around and, and you take a moment and you say, huh, let me see if I can figure out where my energy field is and then bring it in. Now, when you bring it in and I do it through breath, I, I guess I'm the vacuum cleaner that's sucking the air out, but I'll do it through a deep breath and I'll imagine my field coming in closer and I do it incrementally. None of this should be done very quickly because then not only do you get emotional whiplash, but you get energy whiplash. So you bring it in little by little by little and you want to leave it, you know, once you have a sense of your field, you want to leave it about eight to 12 inches off of your physical body because your energy field lets you know when somebody's walking up behind you or it lets you know that you know someone's thinking of you so if it's too close to your body you don't it, it's not doing its its job of scanning and I and, it, and that can create its own conflict too people who are very heady um, who are only about facts, I'll look and I'll be like, whoa, there is no space between their physical body and their energy field. So there's literally no room to consider other options except the head process. So it can go either way. So make sure that once you're practicing this or set the intention that 12 inches off is, is a good place for it to hang out. Um, and then it will expand and contract um, a lot of people, I see them walking around the stores or in, you know, any public setting and all these, think of people walking through your energy field, like they're walking through clean laundry that you hung on the line. Well, if they're walking through your energy field, they're walking through and probably leaving some debris behind. And I don't know about you, but yuck. I do not want to have to clear out somebody else's stuff. So the this is why having a practice of intending and asking for the white light first thing in the morning is helpful because then you can kind of set it and forget it. And you don't have to constantly be looking, where is it today? How is it today? Um, so that it fortifies. It fortifies your field and can give you a sense of security because it'll still be looking to see if anything's coming through, but it won't be so far out that half the population <laughs> is dancing through your energy field. So sometimes in addition to that white or gold light, Especially, this is more if I'm interacting with someone who I find their energy to be um, combative, toxic, cranky, 
Um, and this may, may be like a family member. It's not necessarily that the person is a, a jerk. It's just they're having a day. But it's not going to help either one of us for me to take on their energy. So I will ask that this olive oil-like substance be on the outside of my energy field so that what... <laughs> Whatever they're slinging is sliding off. Um, and you can get humorous about that. You can actually see it like swinging towards you and ah, it just slides off the side. Because we, we're not helping anyone if we take on their junk. So just like you can have empathy, but taking on someone's pain or, you know, my heart breaks for you or things like that, we're not helping them. It, it's just not. It's... It's joining in and it may be even a bit of our own belief that we can't be happy if another person is happy. So the olive oil says, oh, go ahead and throw it because I don't necessarily want you to hold on to it, but I'm not catching it. Um, and then it can dissipate. So it's equally important to be aware if you're feeling like a tug from someone. And the way that this is most evident is people will say to me, I just can't get them out of my head. I want to let go. I want to release, but I can't get it out of my head. Now we look at that from, okay, that's fine. What is it telling you? What is the, what do you think the message is behind that? Because it might not be the person it may be that the person represents something that you want to learn or you want to release. So it might not actually be the person. It's like they're the poster child for that emotion or what needs to be released. So we have a, we have cords that get attached and they're called etheric cords. And sometimes when I look at people, they look like, Gulliver's Travels where he was all tied down by the Lilliputians and couldn't move and I will start to release those cords because it's likely lifetimes of cords and that's a lot of work for someone to do themselves it's so much easier if you have the detachment of oh no those gotta go so if you put into practice I would suggest in the evening a couple times during the day if you work with the public or like myself, you're in and out of sessions all day. After every session, I will remove cords. I will say, remove the cords to whom they belong. Return them to whom they belong. Return mine to me. Thank you very much. And again, I'm asking Archangel Michael because he comes with a sword. And I feel like it's most effective. Sometimes I have to ask twice um, because maybe I didn't do it the day before and there's some gunk left. Uh, I do find it to be more challenging on the days I don't have sessions. So like my weekends or if I have a, a an office day, I, I actually have to remind myself and I, what I've done is just trained myself to do it when I brush my teeth. And I'll say that and I'll wait for the feeling of calm because you want to go to sleep without any hindrance, right? So again, Archangel Michael, please remove all cords, return theirs to them, return mine to me. You can be specific about it. If you have one particular person that's kind of being a nudge or 
you're having a challenge with, and I would suggest that in the case of, I just can't get it out of my head, it would be a good place for you to use that person's name and ask that they be removed. And remember to bring your cords back to you because just because you know about this stuff does not mean you are innocent. Our energy field likes to travel. Our original communication before language was telepathy. And this is how we did it. And some tribes are still using this and I would so love to visit and to be able to marvel (laughs) in how they're still so connected to that. So the removal of the cords often will help you to feel lighter. And it can help if you've got resentment towards something. Um, You can remove cords to a situation. You can remove cords to a home. If somebody is selling their place, I often recommend that they do that first because it will just speed the process along. Um, And part of this you do by learning to scan your energy field. Now I would remove cords without scanning because it's just necessary. And the, you can see people who get so wound up about things, right? They're just beyond emotional about a situation. Well, they've got too many cords invested. You know, they've, they've absolutely hooked on in every way, shape or form. And the, practice of removing cords is likely not in their life. So it builds and it builds and it builds. So you scan it, you scan yourself. Anytime you feel a little off or if you felt fine and then all of a sudden drained and it's not that stopped at the end of the day and that was a day. It's more that you're going through your day and and you're fine and all of a sudden you feel like you dipped. Don't reach for the coffee or the caffeinated beverage. Stop for a moment, drink some water and ask, do I have some cords here? Scan yourself because when we think of someone, we do send a cord out and that's why I'm like, we all do it. But most of the cords are, ah, I wonder how Barb's doing today. Or what's Mo up to? You know, that kind of thing where the cord goes out, but it doesn't attach. Um, and, the, and I might get a call from them or a text from them uh, because I sent a cord out, but didn't follow through with any kind of communication. Um, oh, I'm, 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 I'm intending to shift that because I rely too much on the intuitive connection and not enough on the, the practical conscious connection. Sorry about the squeaky chair today. Um, so the, I, the scanning of yourself and if you feel that emotional, like that somebody just put, literally pulled your plug, likely somebody tapped into your energy field. Don't go looking for it. Who the hell cares who it is? Just remove it. Um, and this is like I've talked about before the, um, those who learn about energy and how to throw it, how to send it can often be the worst offenders of this. They're like, I'll just send you energy. Um, and anyone who knows me well enough knows you better not send energy without checking with me first, because I will smack back (laughs) your energy. Like I'm thumping you in the third eye, uh, because we have to ask permission. You cannot be traipsing around in somebody else's field knowingly because that would be knowingly doing it and that's just rude 
So if you feel that, detach. Um, ask for the cords to be removed. All of these things can take 20 seconds. I know it sounds like a lot, but it really can just take 20 seconds or so each time. It's more the practice of getting into it. When I first heard about, learned about practice white light, what I did was I put a sticky note on my odometer because I was working at the VNA at the time and on my way home, I would want to remove cords and on my way in, I would want to put light up. And that funny story there, I used to fill the building with light because I wanted everybody to feel it, but not everybody. I didn't think it was my place to be talking about it. And there were a couple people who tried to get me fired for being a witch, which cracks me up. Um, and thankfully the director at the time was very open-minded. What a wonderful person. Um, and <laughs> we had a pretty good laugh about it, but it still was annoying. And I maintained that that's not who I am. That's not what I'm doing. Not that it's a problem, but don't go around accusing people just because you don't believe in what they're, what they believe in. And then after I left, one of those people actually contacted me and said that, um, okay, I have to admit that it feels very different without you here. What were you doing? And I, I laughed with her because by then I had moved on to, you know, pass my own emotional response. But I laughed with her. I said, ah, shoot, I forgot to leave the light on. So I explained to her how to fill the room with light, the, the building with light. And, um, and I was so grateful because she felt the palpable difference. And I've always maintained that if someone's coming at me with this, and I haven't experienced it much, but the ones who do, it's because they know on some level that they're experiencing similar things and it scares the heebie-jeebies out of them. So I try to have compassion, but you know, they were also messing with my livelihood. So it made me want to thump them in the third eye. I didn't, but it made me want to. So this process is part of all of our experiences and the learning of it eventually, it just shifts so much and it helps. And I can get into the practice. Like right now, my condo needs to be smudged like you would not believe. And I will be doing that this afternoon <laughs> because as I look around as I'm recording this, I'm like, man, if I was visiting this place, I wouldn't want this energy hanging out. And I do my work here uh, virtually. So, so people's pain hangs out and sometimes I get complacent and I just don't clear it out well. And so that will be on the list today. And that's something that you can do too, is to make sure that you've got some sage or some Palo Santo or bells um, and you're clearing your space out because that's much like removing cords to your body. You want to clear your space out and then you fill it with the white light. So this process of fortifying your, your energy field is a lot like giving your body vegetables and the minerals and the, the vitamins that it needs and water in order to be upright and so many people ignore that too. So this 
is has to be something that you are willing to be responsible for. Um, I mean, we're here. We may as well experience it in the emotional, physical, spiritual, energetic, joyful space, even if it takes a little bit of work to do that. Um, by when you're working it on all levels, um, the balance feels secure. It helps you feel safe. Um, and it literally helps from you absorbing the stuff that's floating around out there. So I like uh, to use black salt in my space. Uh, not that many people are visiting, but when I had an office, I had a dish with black salt or I had a little baggie of black salt. You want people to walk over it or walk by it. So often I'll suggest that someone put it in a beautiful bowl with some rocks on the top. Um, you know, let it be decorative. It does track in carpeting, <laughs> so it uh, makes it a little bit difficult sometimes uh, to sprinkle it, but you can, um, it works just as effectively in a little baggie or in a bowl. Uh, I used to put it under my late husband's car seat because he worked in retail. And I wanted him to clear that energy before he walked in to our back door. I'll put a link in the show notes for the black salt uh, from the company I get it from. And you, along those lines, sea salt in your bath or your shower is really important. And I leave a bag. Listen, Epsom salt is fine. You don't have to buy a high-end sea salt. Um, but it's important to have it the pink himalayan salt is very nice too and that's become more readily available it pulls the toxins out if you're not a bath person that's fine throw it in the top of your shower um, what i do is i i'll take a handful of it and i'll rub it on the soles of my feet and let it dissolve and I get a little acupressure session at the same time let it dissolve as i'm taking my shower because it'll pull the pull the junk out. You could soak your feet while you're watching your favorite Netflix show if you'd like. Um, all of these things will help to create an environment that it will feel more inviting to uh, expand and develop your intuition. Because if your energy field has a bunch of holes in it, it might feel it, it could feel vulnerable to open up um, and to be willing to use your senses. So this is a practice that I think is is vitally important. And I wish kids were being taught this. Um, and it's as every day as brushing your teeth. So um, if you have any questions, you know where to find me. Leave a message, um, send an email, post a review, subscribe, all of that um, to keep us in touch. And I will see you in the next episode. And 
happy practicing all of these techniques. Thank you for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. As always, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it. Leave a review and take a minute to share it with a friend. You can find me all across social media at at Coach Vicki Baird, and you can book a virtual session with me from wherever you are in the world at VickiBaird.com slash booking. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D dot com slash booking. Thank you again and see you on the next episode.